0: This is the Music Mentor Podcast. What is going on, my friends? This is Demian, your host of the Music Mentor Podcast, and welcome to episode number 195. This week, I asked all of you on social media, whether it was Instagram or Twitter, I asked you for some questions, if you had anything that you wanted to ask me about the music business, about tour, and that's what today is going to be about. And not too unpredictably, I have found that most of the questions, if not all of them, have to do with touring. But before I get started, as always, I want to give a shout out to the wonderful companies that I endorse. Zildjian Cymbals, LP Percussion, Vader Drumsticks, Gibraltar Hardware, Sympad Accessories, Yucca Tape, Nirvana Handpans, U-Base by Kala Brand. And of course, last but not least, my dear friends from Ultimate Ears, In-Ear Monitors. And if you are looking for a new set of ears, if you're looking to upgrade your in-ear game, if you're looking for the best in the business, if you're looking for the best customer service, and if you are looking for accessories such as Bluetooth speakers, look no further. Ultimate Ears are the bee's knees. And if you are ready to purchase something and you would like a discount, what you have to do is just hit up my friend Joe Lester, who works at Ultimate Ears out in out here in L.A. by 3rd Encore. And you shoot him an email at ultimate audiojoe at gmail.com and you give him the code DA20 and you will get a 20% discount across the board. So hit him up. So, questions, questions, questions. And I hope I have answers, answers, answers. So, I'll try to do sort of a quick fire type of situation and I'll try to answer them as thoroughly and fairly and objectively as possible. What's been the best part of tour so far? Well, without a doubt, like I've said before, the best part is the tour in general as a whole. Touring is something that I love. But if I had to pick something specific, I could not mention anything other than playing or getting to play music that means so much to so many people. It is absolutely mind blowing every single day, every single night when we're there performing. And I know I'm speaking for the rest of of the whole group, band, uh, the three boys, of course, and just everybody involved in this operation. It's just incredible to see and be a part of something that means so much to so many people. Um, And personally, knowing that you know, Nick Joe and Kevin wrote those songs when they were just so young and they still hold hold a lot of relevance to these people and, and, and you, you folks out there. It's just truly incredible and that never gets tiresome and I never take that for granted. Do you have a top show out of leg one and why? Hmm. That's a really good question and some of the answers might be subjective. Places like Madison Square Garden obviously stand out, especially the first night it was incredible. Uh, I particularly always wanted to play at the TD Garden in Boston, so that was very special for me personally speaking. I also loved the first night at the Hollywood, uh, excuse me at um in Miami, the first the start of the tour that was excellent. My wife was there and it was just the first night of the tour that was pretty incredible, you know, finally things lining up and coming to fruition that was very very special. Portland was incredible for me because I got to see my sister and my niece and my nephew and they were it was the first show they ever went to so that was very, very beautiful for me. And I have to say that the Hollywood Bowl shows both of them were absolutely unforgettable and unbelievable and some things or or, or a couple of shows that that i will never ever forget for numerous reasons. So if you were there, you know exactly what I'm talking about has everyone adjusted to traveling together and always being so close? That's a really good question as well. I think so. I think that most people, certainly in the crew, they're all tour experts and they know what it's like to to be on tour and travel and be in close spaces all the time. And I have to say that the band, also I feel that way, even though a couple of, of of the members, this is the first time touring and to do so well on this tour that is so big and so long i think um and so extensive and so many and so demanding on so many levels then yeah i mean i think that that they have done a magnificent job and and i would say that yes that everybody has um adjusted and of course you know you try to find your own space and actually that's my the next question i wrote down here from that i jotted down from from an instagram question it was if you ever if you ever need your own space, but you're in transit on the bus, what do you do? So I'll sort of answer that question um, this way. Everybody kind of knows what to do to find space and find their alone time on the road. You just basically try to be alone. And But while that, that question is excellent. While you're on the bus, we uh, have a very uh, comfortable travel situation. The buses are inc- incredible. Us as the band, we we have condo bunks, which means that instead of having three rows of beds or three beds per row, basically we have two, two fit. So you can basically sit upright, and that's a game changer because you can read, you can you know just feel a little more comfortable, just stand there or sit there, uh, leaning back more than just having to be uh, laying down like like you're in a bed or, or in a coffin basically. So that is it's helpful, and I think. Everybody kind of finds a rhythm. There's certain people that go to the back lounge. I'm sort of team back lounge, and some people stay on the front lounge. So it's just a matter of knowing other people's schedules. But I have to be honest, and I'm very, very lucky. Everybody's very respectful on my bus of other people's time and space. So it's really, really cool. This is a longer, more uh, loaded question. Comparing this Jonas tour to previous Jonas tours, what's the biggest difference then to now? And a caveat to that question, is there anything you miss from the old days that isn't a thing anymore? Or anything that you you do know that you wish was a thing back then? Hmm. Well, we've been playing a lot of spike ball recently, so I wish spike ball was a thing back then, but I don't think it was even invented. Um, also, having gotten to golf a few times or a couple of times with Nick and Joe, and that has been something that we didn't do before, so that would have been something also very cool to do back in the quote unquote old days um back in the day we did we played soccer a lot and that's something that I miss so I hope that we get to do some of that and of course the Road Dogs softball team that's what I miss the absolute most because it was just my sporting dreams come true you got to pick you know every little detail of your uniform uh, what wristbands you would wear what gum you wanted to chew what sunglasses you wanted to wear, what at-bat song you wanted to to go up to. So it was was incredible. So that's what I miss the most. Um, But the biggest difference, I would say, uh, is that back in the day, they didn't have the sort of... It had a different aura in the sense that now they have this aura of a band with a number one hit that before wasn't a thing. So even though no... None of the fans of you out there needed the number one status of a song to validate anything that they ever did. But this is a different thing. It's kind of like a different situation that, that I don't know, comes or brings with it a different budget or a different way of being looked at or something like that. So that's something that I find really, really fascinating. Next question would be, do you think that tour is better for introverts or extroverts? Which one are you and would... And what would be the biggest challenge Tour Live has had uh, on that aspect of your personality? I am an extrovert, uh, very much so. So I don't find touring to be hard for me. So almost by definition, I would assume that touring for most extroverts wouldn't be that difficult. But I really don't know. I think it's like most things with music. It it has to do with a person-to-person evaluation or situation and... I would like to think that in my experience, extroverts could get on other people's nerves. So sometimes if I had to pick who to to, uh, tour with, I would probably be introverts (laughs) because I'm the extrovert and and maybe too many of us might might piss some people off or might be too much to deal with. So that's what I would say. Um, I have also seen how a lot of introverts have had a hard time touring. And they miss certain things, certain routines and certain things about their home lives. Um, Some of it having to do with mental health situations and stuff like that. So I don't know. I think it has to do with with the individuals. All right. Last three. For the most part, you have the same set list over and over. I can see that that being awesome because the repetition probably allows you to have more fun while playing without the stress of learning new material all the time. But do you ever get bored of it? The answer the honest answer is no, I don't get bored of it because I love every single song we're playing. I love the order of the songs we're playing them in. I love the rhythm and you would have to be, like I said, a robot. I've, I mean, I've been known to say you've been at, you, you have to be dead inside <laughs> to, to, to feel, play the same, even if it was the same song on repeat and seeing the crowd react that way. I think it's, It's just a no-brainer how, yes, I would love to do that over and over and over. And I don't get bored from it. Two more. What's one thing you wish you could have um, or do while on the road that you don't have? Clearly, being with my wife and being with friends and especially my students, that's something that I really, really miss. And I try to teach while I'm on the road. But the reality is that it's not that easy. But that's without a doubt what I miss, my routine, my daily life with my wife, and of course, my students. Last question. Is life on the road exactly as you pictured it before you knew it, what what it was like? That's unbelievable. Uh, Yes, it's everything I ever dreamed of and more because you get to share so many personal stories with people and anecdotes, and that's something that I never really envisioned. So everything else I did, the touring, the traveling, the fans, all that stuff, mind you, I know they're not my fans, they're the boys' fans, but I get a little bit of that. Um, so I respect that and I love that, but what I didn't know was so many of the you know, anecdotes and meeting people that were working with bands like Megadeth or Extreme or Dream Theater and bands that I love and I'm on tour with people that have been a part of those bands. So that's really cool. And actually, I'm going to answer a last question. What's the most surprising or unexpected thing about touring? Without a doubt, it's seeing people in the crowd that you would never, ever have expected to perform for or meet. I got a chance to meet or play in front of people like David Foster, uh, a bunch of people of the Hollywood Bowl shows that I can't even imagine who were there. Um, but I have to say that Patrick Mahomes in, in Kansas City was pretty cool, even though I'm a Patriots fan, seeing somebody that I think is going to be a Hall of Fame or is a, a future Hall of Fame quarterback that's amazing. And also playing in front of... A, of One of the best female soccer players on the planet, Julie Ertz, was an absolute honor and dream come true. I hope I answered all these questions in a fair, objective manner. And if you have any more, I would do my best to do more of these. Thank you so much for listening. This was the Music Mentor Podcast.